You're listening to Signals from the Hill, the Avery Hill Publishing Podcast. I'm Jack McEnroy, your stand-in host. You may know me from South London Hardcore, the podcast I did with the late, great Steve Walsh, the former host of this show. Our guest on this episode is George Wylasol, who's just released 2120, his third book with Avery Hill. George has been on the show twice before, speaking to Steve on episode 5 and episode 22, where you can hear him talk about ghosts, etc., his debut collection from 2017, and Internet Crusader, the sublime, groundbreaking graphic novel that came out in 2019. George's new book, 2120, is a choose-your-own-adventure in which the reader guides Wade Duffy, a repairman from Advanced Computers, through 2120 Macmillan Drive, a nondescript building where he's arrived to fix an unspecified computer malfunction. Once locked inside, Wade and the reader try to find their way out, facing sprawling corridors, cryptic codes and mysterious characters. It's pure, undiluted wireless soul. 2120 is available now from AveryHillPublishing.com and all good comic and bookshops. Before I speak to George, let's hear a clip of the 2120 trailer. So this is a 500 page or almost 500 page choose your own adventure book with lots of different paths that the reader can go down all these different directions. I'm really curious, what was your process for planning this out? I mean, I'm imagining sort of post-its everywhere and scraps of paper and sort of maps and stuff. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) that's pretty much exactly it. Um, I I didn't really have like a plan going in. Um, I had like a script that I wrote in, uh, in Word. And then, um, yeah, and then I just started, I just started doing it. Um, and I had a lot of, you know, I, I was drawing maps. I did have a lot of notes on my phone because something would like come to me when I was like cleaning or something. So I really just kind of like got it all out first and then did a lot of revising and a lot of tweaking. And that's where all like the notes and the planning. And I had these like diagrams with like arrows going everywhere. So it was, and it was such a mess and uh my computer i have a actually like a really good computer um but i had these giant illustrator documents that couldn't it couldn't handle it and they kept crashing and i kept having to break it up so it was it it took a long time actually to to get it <sighs> figured out you know yeah 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 you probably felt a bit like wade i imagine sort of uh no, I did. I, I modeled in his look. His looks like, looks like me and everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, long time fans of your work, like myself, uh, will know that you're a big fan of drawing corridors. 
yeah, that's if you go back sure. to like ghost, etc. It's like, wow, this guy loves a corridor and it's uh, quite terrifying what he can do with one. Um, I mean, there's a point in this book where I was going down so many corridors <laughs> in one in this one run. I'm sure this is this is intentional. That like, I was actually like laughing out loud at like the kind of journey that you sort yeah, of dragged. Yeah, on. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but did you sort of so you did you find these things as you were going along or? You know, how much of it was sort of planned in advance? No, not not that much was planned in advance. I, I really like all those all those kind of moments I I, you know, just kind of found as I was going. I had a general overarching like structure that I wanted to hit, or like three kind of levels of the building and then, you know, how the ending ends. Um but, you know, all the little details, you know, I just kind of came up with like on the fly and then refined later. Um but there yeah, there's definitely one moment where like you know, you're going through these halls for so long and then you open the door and there's like 50 doors in front of you and it just says, oh no. And like the first time I read that after uh, after I printed it out, I was like cracking up because like it's, it's not funny, but it is kind of like funny how it, <laughs> it's just like endless. So you, you talked on the previous episodes about you uh, your process in terms of like the uh, art style where you mm-hmm. sort of do everything on Illustrator print out on your laser jet printer and take it into Photoshop and do more manipulation, I think, particularly with color. Um, is that still your process? Yeah. Yeah. Everything is drawn in illustrator. Um, there's six or seven illustrated documents with all the art in them. And then, uh, yeah, just print everything out and scan it in and, uh, tweak everything in Photoshop. So did you, obviously, uh, I think we get from Internet Crusader that you are uh, a big gamer. Um, but did you also, so imagine you played this sort of games from Internet Crusader when you were growing up. But did you also read Choose Your Own Adventure novels? Uh, no, I I didn't read any any of them. Um, I remember like one or two when I was, you know, in middle school or something. Um, and... I, you know, I, I was really into games when I was young and I got completely uninterested in them, you know, as a teenager up until like pretty recently. And I've been playing a lot of old games lately, not so much to like actually play them, but to just kind of get, I don't know, like inspiration on how they worked from like a technical angle, right? And how you could tell a story through like really limited tech uh limitations of the time right you know really really old choose your adventure games um from like the 80s uh you know they only had like two or three colors uh they were really bare bones just like text and image and i found i found them when i was working on internet crusader i found like all this this like archive of dos games um on the uh on the internet archive and I thought that was really interesting. Like I was, I was playing a bunch of them and I thought like the storytelling was really cool. Like how you could just kind of tell a story just by making like a simple choice and having an image. And, and that's where that kind of came from for this book. Yeah. I mean, that sort of speaks to certain elements of your style as well, where you sort of reduce things to the absolute minimum of, you know, you don't, you don't need a kind of, you don't need, it's like with sort of animated films now, I suppose. You kind of don't need this kind of like 4K 3D animation to get a point, uh, to get an emotion across, do you? You know, so often it's like the simple 
you know, like a Charlie Brown or something, you know, a circle and some lines or whatever that, that gets the same thing across, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, that's, and that's what I really like about working with Illustrator, right? Is there's like no, there's like no personality in it. It's like a very clean and boring line quality. Um, you know, what you can do with it is a lot of just like flat shapes. Um, and I actually really like how like almost mechanical that looks. And that's kind of, you know, that's not even like for this book in particular, but just my general practice as a whole is, is really kind of focused on that like boring kind of plain, simple drawing, you know? Yeah. I had the, I had the, um, privilege of, uh, looking at some of your illustrator files when I was doing that, uh, trailer for, Oh yeah. 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 For the, uh, for internet crusader, which people can, uh, find on my Vimeo page, vimeo.com slash Jack McEnroy, if you want to see that. Um, it's funny cause you know, you go to like, uh, I don't know the National Gallery, and you can see these like incredible, you know, several hundred year old paintings. You can get up close and see the brush strokes and stuff. Yeah. It's not quite the same when you're opening up an Illustrator file. <laughs> where it's like, no, you're like oh, okay, well, that tick box is for that line, and that right. tick box is for right. that line, and that's for this sort of uh, r- red rectangle. Yeah. It no, just, it's, it feels it's way so easier. far removed from uh... exactly that. I, I don't want any, uh, any of like my hand in the art at all actually like i want it to be like super mechanical like if you look at my illustrator drawings they're, they're way simpler than they might seem when they're when they're finished artwork right it's literally just like a line and, and that's it it's, it's super easy yeah so you know so effective though the way it's uh utilized so just going back to the idea of um choose your own adventure games and i sort of um or choose your own adventure books i should say um, which I often think probably the idea of them is maybe better than the execution. Obviously, not in, I don't mean in this case, but as in, you know, the idea of having libraries of them. Um, but I think there's a kind of idea, really, there's more so nowadays when we talk about, um, I think, open world computer games. I don't really play games, so you have to excuse me if I'm using the wrong term. But the, the idea that you have a kind of infinite amount of choice is a bit of an illusion. And yeah. there is, you might not be able to see it as the player or the reader, but you are, in a way, on rails, going mm-hmm. around where you're being guided by the uh, storytellers. Um, did you kind of have a philosophy around that going into this book? Because I, I think like there's a certain element where I started to realise that I'm making these choices, but I'm sort of ending, I'm getting, all, I'm seeing all the pages, and I'm ending up back to see all the other pages. But then there's definitely a point where, without giving anything away where I definitely was seeing, you know, there was very, very different paths to go down. But did you have a kind of uh, philosophy about that when you were writing the book? Yeah, no, absolutely. That was actually like one of the first conceptual, uh, like notes I wanted to hit. And like, before I even sent the the draft out or the pitch out to Ricky, like two years ago. um, And then I, I cut that, like, I had this whole thing about like choice and like, you know, and and I was like, nah, it's too much. Like, it doesn't really make sense now. So I kind of cut all that. And again, without giving anything away, like, uh, but like, you know, I got to the ending and I was like, oh, how do I end this? Like what I pitched originally, I thought was really boring when I got to it. Um, and then I was like, oh, that original idea about like choice and why is this a choose your adventure novel to begin with? Like that was how it ended, you know? Uh, so yeah, so like right from the beginning, it was something I had really been thinking about um and and yeah I'm, I'm glad i was able to kind of work it in at the end yeah i you know i read the book and you know followed it as i was meant to 
I would recommend that readers get a uh, pen and paper handy yeah, to write yeah, down their yeah, because sure. I didn't realize yeah. till I was about a quarter of the way through. I emailed Ricky at Avery Hill and said, "So must Ricky, am I supposed to be working out these codes?" To He's like, "Yeah, you are. You are." So I started again. No, it's it's hard. It's not really a book. Like it's not like a fun book to read. You know, <laughs> on the couch, you have to sit down at a desk with like a piece of paper. My my wife was reading it. She she never even finished it. She got a hundred pages in and she was like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, what is the code for this? And I'm like, you got to write it down. You got to remember it. Yeah. My daughter was reading it over my shoulder earlier. I mean, my son was reading it. I had to tell him to look away. There's a few scenes that were like yeah. quite, quite upsetting. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. For sure. But she's, she's, we came to this uh, combination lock and she's like, oh dad, wasn't it? Um, whatever it was, you know, one, two, seven. I'm like, no, that wasn't a combination lock. That was a door code. <laughs> keep up <laughs> yeah yeah there's uh, it's really and no uh, it's super confusing I, there's a lot of different locks and you have to like keep track of it and that's why like I, you know i don't really even think of it as like a book really it, it really is kind of like a game i think like you know sometimes when you're playing a game you have to like remember shit type shit into your phone or something um and i think that's kind of more you know more like the experience is more like a game than than reading a book yeah you you talked on on the the last time you were on the podcast, uh, you talked about I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I think you said you struggled, or maybe you've made a choice not to, to make sort of panel to panel kind of sequential comics, just traditional yeah. comics, even as, yeah. even as varied as that, whatever that means. Um, and you know, in an explorer, it all takes place. Oh, sorry, in the Crusader, excuse me, <laughs> all takes place on the desktop of a uh, 13-year-old kid in the mid-90s. And this book is, as you say, a choose-your-own, so each page is its own. There are bits that are quite comic-y, but mm -hmm. on the, for the vast majority of it, it's one page per image. So do you sort of, um, do you kind of not consider yourself a comics, you know, creator, or do you not really think about it in that way? No, I don't, I don't think about that at all. Uh, I, I actually like hate drawing like panels and, and sequences, like having to redraw the same thing over and over in, in illustrator is so tedious and like frustrating. Uh, so I, I'm, I actually like, I don't really read comics that much and I definitely don't consider myself like a comic artist or something. Um, but I do, you know, I really like writing and I really like drawing, right? So I have to combine them in some way. So like, you know, I'm always trying to kind of think about a workaround on how I can tell a story visually without actually having to draw the same character like a million times. And, um, you know, I kind of landed on like with Internet Crusader, you know, this, this format of, you know, instead of comic panels, it's like, uh, it's like computer windows, right? And I really like that because I love working with type and I love kind of design. Um, so I'm like, okay, how can I like lean into what I actually like drawing and make a book out of it? And so, yeah, for this one, it was, um, you know, I just really like drawing empty hallways and, and empty rooms, right? So like, how can I turn that into a story, right? And um, like an Internet Crusader, the last half of it, you're playing the game and you're kind of working your way through the levels. Um, and I thought that first person format was cool. So that's kind of where this came from. And, but then there's, there are a lot of pages in this where like I had to do traditional comic storytelling, especially like the last kind of level of the building. And oh my God, it was, it took forever. It was so frustrating and honestly just so boring to redo that stuff. So like, 
you know, whatever I do next, I'm just, again, just trying to not draw comic panels. Yeah, that, that stuff, I mean, it's all great. I really, really love the book. That kind of, you know, I read the, as I was saying, sorry, earlier, I didn't finish my kind of point. I was reading, um, I, you know, I read the book through once and picked and, you know, finished the book and was like, wow, that's great. And then I had another go. I was like, I let, you know, you skip back, you cheat a little bit and skip back to, you know, a room where there's a lot of options and kind of go through the options. But going through those, you know, in preparation for speaking to you, I was like, well, obviously I'm just going to be reading every page here. And I mean, it, it's so rewarding. There's so many different, I don't, I really don't want to spoil anything for anyone. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. there's just so many kind of different uh, paths, should we say, that are, I mean, they're just, they're sort of all upsetting in different ways, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not, it's not a fun book. Yeah. It gets really, really dark and heavy, yeah. and I mean, it, it's funny because I think a lot of uh, illustrators, you could, you look at their work, and you know they're brilliant illustrators, but it doesn't necessarily translate to uh, a kind of narrative piece of work. Mm-hmm. But there's bits in your, there's bits in this book where you've kind of used those sim- same or similar images uh, in isolation online um, for various things. And then you see them in context. And I mean, as amazing as they are on their own, and you see them in some kind of context where, you know, you're sort of in the middle of this kind of narrative. It, they have a like, kind of an extra, I don't know, an extra effect to them. Do you know what I mean by that? Yeah, yeah. I think, well, I think like they, they get like, like if you mean like, you know, stuff that I've posted on, on Instagram or something, out of context image like it's it's kind of fine on its own and it's usually something i pulled out just because like i thought it was cool but i think like you know when you're reading the book you have a lot more context and you have like a lot more emotional buildup which can kind of re like adjust um you know like how you view that image um so yeah yeah for sure i i think like and also like i i did a lot of i don't know just one-off random pieces for instagram that you know i i had no plans to work into this that then became later like major um you know like moments in the book so i don't know i think just like keeping keeping my options open like keeping the narrative loose without like pre-planning too much um and kind of considering each like page or each panel as its own like artwork uh i think really really helped kind of like give it that visual that visual side because like without it you know it's just 500 pages of of empty hallways right and it could be really boring so yeah whereas now it's only sort of 250 pages yeah right exactly <laughs> right but that but that's like and that's the thing it's like the pacing right like you're walking down this boring hallway for like so many pages and it's like all right get to the point but then when when something happens you're like oh shit because you had that like sense of like something eventually will happen and then it happens it's like that build up you know um yeah, well, actually, and then, like, the first the first finished draft, I read it, and I was like, oh, it's way too fast. Like, it needs way more empty hallways to, to, to build up to stuff, because otherwise, it was just, like, this nonstop, like, craziness, and I actually had to really slow it down. Like, I pitched it originally to be 300 pages, and it and it went up to five just because there's, a, there's like, there's literally, like, 200 pages of empty hallways in there, but it wouldn't work without them, you know? Yeah, I think you need that length because you need to be stuck in there, don't you? Like yeah, Wade right. himself or Wadway. That's a brilliant. Uh, right. sort of, well, yeah. not, I don't know if you've got a running joke, but um, 
or plot point, whatever, but, but I love that. Um, and you sort of need to believe that you could go, that there's all, like there is this kind of labyrinthine or labyrinthine, whichever is the correct pronunciation, uh, enormous place. Um, and yes, yeah, so all that, all that, there's not a wasted page in there, I would say. Yeah, yeah, it it, it needed like, um, you, like the viewer needed to get lost in it, right, to feel that like kind of hopelessness. And then, but even me, like when I was working on it, like the ending was actually pretty easy to like keep together. But the first like 200 pages uh, was so hard to like put into InDesign because they're all identical and I couldn't tell which was which, you know? So yeah, it was, I, I, I felt it too. I was like, what, what am I doing? I had to like um, put these giant numbers on each page that I, that I had to clone out and Photoshop at the very end. Otherwise, like I totally couldn't keep track of like where anything was. You uh, put together a trailer for it, yeah. Um, with some, you know, the audio is just as disturbing as the uh, as the visuals. Uh, it's not. I don't know if you'd quite call it animated. I mean, it's sort of animated to a degree, isn't it? Yeah. No. No. I. I. Well, Cat emailed me and asked and said, you know, we we all like me and the other two people that are releasing books now, like, should make a video about the book because we did uh, a Kickstarter thing. Right. And my first reaction was like, ah, I don't want to like film myself talking about it. I thought it'd be really weird. And then, um, and I was like, all right, I can do an animation, but you know, I was in the middle of my semester. It was, it was really hard. I was really busy with freelance and and finishing the book actually. Um, I was like, I can't do an anime. I'm not that good of an animator. I can't do an animation. But then I was like, Oh, what if I just did like a slideshow in after effects with like some voiceover and, and, and just like doing that, just like kind of, you know, like I don't have the animation skills to make, you know, a one minute animation, but I can like put that together in, um, in After Effects with just some base, like some basic animation stuff that I teach, uh, my students. Um, yeah, so that was really cool. And then like, uh, the, the sound, um, the animation came together really easily, but I had like a blast working with the sound is all these like white noise and random like grinding noises that I was making. And then like my students were showing me how to use Adobe um, audition. And yeah, it was just actually like a really cool little side project that came together at the end of it. So George is, I mean, I'm really glad to speak to you today because I'm I'm a huge fan of your work. um, um, As, as you, you know, I think, but there's a part of me that's sort of disappointed in a way to ever see the man behind it all. You know, even from those first Avery Hill interviews where you're just a normal man in Maryland, aren't you? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like where does all this Dude. stuff come from? Where you know, you've got such a specific sensibility, um, such a kind of I don't I don't imagine it's a kind of disturbed worldview, but I mean, were you doing the sort of comics that you and illustrations you do now? Is that the kind of stuff you were doing as like a seven-year-old and, you know, make, causing great concern to teachers and parents? Yeah, I, my, my wife says the same thing all the time. You know, like I, she's like reading something I did or looking at my work and she's like, who is this man like that I married that I don't know what's going on in your head? Uh, I, don't, I don't know either. Um, yeah, you know, it just kind of comes out. You know, I, well, you know, I spent a lot of time cleaning this hospital at night this haunted hospital. It was really creepy. It was very, it was really formative for me. Um, and I think I've always been kind of into like, you know, horror and, and creepy stuff. Um, 
I, I had some behavior problems when I was little, but nothing like too serious. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what, where the answer for that is. Well, you're, you're certainly, um, I don't know, the premier chronicler of sort of the weird 90s. I mean, it, it, it's so evocative, the stuff you pull out from that. I mean, you said, again, I don't, going back to the last interview you did with Steve, um, talking about how a 1990s telephone is just more interesting to look at than oh, yeah, the telephone sure. from nowadays. Um, but, I mean, it's just so much kind of ephemera and, and whatnot from, I mean, yeah, and also you've got this incredible way of, not sort of specifically saying, you know, you said in the last interview that about in that crusader about hiding the date window quite often, uh, the date uh, text and, and windows quite often, so it wouldn't commit to being of a certain time because it is kind of as much as it is the kind of feels like the nineties and you can get some dates off of some various documents in um, in twenty one twenty. It is also sort of another dimension almost, right? No, like I, and that. The... That was kind of something I was kind of struggling with because like it does it does have to take place in a certain time. So I had to write like this whole timeline and I was wondering like, you know, should like should I make the tech in this a little more modern? Should I make it kind of make a little bit more, you know, visual sense? Um and you know, the the way I kind of justified it, it was like I'm just gonna draw the stuff I wanna draw and like I'll figure it out later. Like I like drawing old '90s phones and VCRs and stuff like that. I, I, they're just visually interesting objects, and um, and I was just like, this is just going to be the world. Like, I, like I am, I have artistic license, right? So I can just kind of make this. And you know, it does it it does take place in the '90s, but you can kind of piece together when the actual events of the book take place. Like, there is actually a specific year for like mm. what you're looking at. You really have to dig in deep, do some math, look at, look closely. Um, I'm trying to, I have the book next to me and I'm trying to like think about where it gets kind of revealed. It's not until like the very, very end. You can kind of put some stuff together um, with some dates. Oh, there is, there's actually a date on there. Like if you look at like one of the last pages. Okay. Ah, yeah. nice. Well, I'll, I'll certainly be going back. Yeah, yeah there, look, close, look close. Yeah, I'm sort of torn between looking forward to reading this book again, you know, going through and digging through little finding new bits, but also keen to sort of net, turn it spine inwards on the bookshelf and never look at it again. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's so upsetting. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Signals from the Hill is a Holdfast Network production. Visit holdfastnetwork.com for more podcasts you may enjoy.